All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast, with your hosts, Derek Nasty Sutemeyer and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off. All right, welcome back. What is happening, Nasty? What's up, Rigorelia? You're a little under the weather, or what's going on? We're mm-hmm. at a we're in different spots, which I don't like doing this. I don't like way, it either, Nasty. Uh, I think just you got trying a to stay, bit of the, uh, the stay, cold. stay away. You got a little vidzy. You got a yeah, little, a little vid. Yeah, I tested positive on Saturday. Um, little fatigue, little. Yep little body ache but nothing nothing uh, crazy and uh unfortunately that uh pushed me back five days in quarantine and had to do it remotely this week but other than that i feel pretty damn good uh well, i'm glad it's my last day of quarantine and we're, we're back we're back to business we're back, back in the studio biz. that's that's uh that's exactly what i had i actually didn't have any body aches but i am a little younger than you so it probably didn't affect me <laughs> As bad as it did you, I just, when I had it way back, it was, uh, I didn't even know I had it, but you know how hyper I am. I was like pretty fatigued and I took a nap on Sunday, basically all Sunday. That It was way, yeah, basically woke up Monday, but, uh, that was the only thing I had. And then I felt 
perfectly fine. So I guess we're both fortunate uh, because obviously it's had some terrible effects on some people, um, which is awful. But uh, speaking of this COVID, it's uh, tearing up the league right now, Yeah, which is brutal because, you know, I know we mentioned it last week on OT, you know, Steve Weiserman addressed the media and was just like, hey, if these guys don't have symptoms, I mean – you know, they're young athletes, they're in tremendous shape and, and they literally have no symptoms. Um, maybe not testing them every three days. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but, uh, the guys that have had it with the flyers, I've uh, been able to talk to had no symptoms and were shocked when they got the results, but it's almost like you shouldn't be shocked at this point because it's like, it's a matter of time. It's coming. Connor McDavid just tested positive you know and it's just a shame because you know it's it's nothing to joke about but but these guys are in tremendous shape they're showing zero symptoms and you know yeah i agree kind of mess i agree they got to change something this is like being sick until proven healthy you know it's like if if a guy is sick obviously you test them and then and then put him in the protocol. But if he's sick, I mean, it didn't matter if it was COVID or not. You probably wouldn't play. So right. I I don't know why we're 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 drifting so far off away from common sense here now. And uh, you know now it's becoming almost laughable. You know I hate to say it, but uh, it, it is. It's um, it's disturbing because if you're not sick and you have no symptoms, I mean, why are we looking for something to test for and, and looking for something to, to grab onto so we can take someone out of the lineup? I mean, it makes, it makes no sense. It doesn't help the cause. It's not protecting anybody. Everyone's going to get this, whether you like it or not. Everyone's around each other all day long in these bubbles, you know, staff included, everyone's going to get it. And, um, and, and like we're talking about most guys, I would say 50% at least, just talking from the flyers guys um have no symptoms so i'm gonna have to figure yeah. something out because this is getting carried away and it's yeah. not helping find a solution this is not helping the cause in fact it's just giving them more ammo to shut more things down postpone more games and it's it's obviously not about public and, health it's never been uh you know my, in my opinion it's uh it's just it's just a a control grab here now so we'll see how it pans yeah, out it's a shame because, you know, all these guys got, you know, vaccinated, you know, at the beginning, you're told if you're vaxxed, no way you're getting it. Now we're three shots deep. And, and, and I think that's, what's frustrating. These guys is like, they did everything they were it. supposed to, and they did everything they were supposed to do. And, you know, I, I just, I feel so bad for uh, Ivan Provorov last night. This kid has not missed a game since he came into the league yeah it's a shame. and you know he has zero symptoms i talked to him yesterday and he was beside himself and and you can't you can't blame him i mean you know yeah i don't know you know you got the iron man streak of 403 games and you're pulled out for i mean for, for something that they're telling you you're basically sick and you have to you have to sit this he, one out and he didn't feel it at all and and i just i feel bad for him and and you know again we're not making light of anything uh dealing with this because i know you know some things have been serious for 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 people um but it it these guys are tremendous athletes are in unbelievable shape they're young and it's 
it's proven it's not you know it's it's not deadly for them uh, for, yeah. so far you know and i don't want to jinx it and they're healthy you know doctor. most of these guys are really healthy at so the numbers we got yeah, we yeah. just got to use some realism with this whole thing and 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 just almost find a way to to live with it without shutting down every time I mean, test comes up positive, you know, we're not shutting down the world and shutting down the team and the building and all this stuff. Every time someone tests positive, I think it's, we're, we're, we're way past this. We're two years deep here now. And I think we're realizing that, uh, especially amongst a population of generally very healthy individuals, like, what are we doing? Like, (laughs) let them be. Yeah um and let this thing run its course but yeah unfortunate for Proby, you know you, you go on an iron man streak like that and then you have to get um pulled out of the lineup not because you're feeling shitty yeah. it's because you're actually tested positive it's there's two there's two different things you know uh, yeah if, if you're feeling shitty and you're feeling under the weather have, have at it sit out and, and get yep. get better no no problem yeah quarantine do all that but but every team's going through it you know, Flyers yeah, aren't the only yeah. ones, obviously, and they played Anaheim, which is which was depleted with uh, some COVID as well. Some bigger names there are missing, uh, but uh, it's just uh, unfortunately the reality we're living in. Hopefully, the NHL can adjust some of these policies. I don't want to keep beating a dead horse here, but uh, yeah, um, and, and and move on and just try and find as close to normal as you can in this whole thing without crossing over and overstepping boundaries here but um you know outside of that you know the last four games nast flyers are one two and one come yeah. out of the, the, the christmas break uh with a big win in seattle even though they got outshot yeah um and then a big effort in san jose they got outshot heavily there um with a big a big night by uh, a rookie def- a rookie goaltender and, uh, you know, they always, they squeezed out a point, but, uh, I think he faced what, what did he signs from face 43 shots that night, uh, which is a huge, he had 40, 40, oh, yeah, saves 40 43 saves. Yeah. 46 yeah, shots. Felix, I was so happy for him and, uh, getting that game. I didn't know if he would, because, you know, Jonesy played in San Jose the last few years. So, but, you know, I thought that was a, I thought that was a smart play by Yosey to, and probably Kim Dillball had a little something to do with that. Like, Put the kid in there. The team's been playing well, um, and he played great, man. I, I watched almost all the game. I was um, Felix looked really sharp, but I was so happy for him. He's a good kid. He's been here for a while. Finally, get that shot um, was cool to see. Wish they could have pulled that one, you know, that one off in overtime for him. But he played amazing. Um, you know, LA wasn't the prettiest uh, game, probably. I would say, um, you know, dropped that one. The shots were weren't as lopsided in that game. Yeah. I think um, it was like 37-34. Um, they were outshot by three, but Quickie played. Jonathan Quick played well. Yeah. Um, and then you know last night Anaheim Carter finally got back in the lineup, and <clears throat> you know they dropped that decision. So that was an evenly shot game as well. And both teams obviously G did play. Claude and uh, Provi was out. Um, Ellis is still out, man. It was an interesting, uh, comment by Yosi, you know, that he's just not gaining any ground in his, uh, rehab, which is 
not really it's, what you it's want. Disturbing, to hear. honestly. I mean, how can you be out Dis- that long and not see any progress? That is like, yeah, that's I, a scary I'm, thing. My head is scratching my head with that one. You know, it's like yeah, everyone yeah. just assumed that he's progressing, and then to make a comment like that it was just like kind of out yeah. in left field. So you wonder yeah. really what's going on there, and then it really, it really gets you to ask the question of like, did he did he come? to the flyers as damaged goods you know like is this a brand new injury yeah. i know he's been you know banged up before and that was kind of a little bit of a knock on him but like geez i'm like what is this like is this just a freak thing um is this yeah. mismanagement i mean who, who 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 really knows i mean i don't know the answer but it's uh it's a huge yeah. blow you, you get you think you after six weeks you're getting close to getting a guy like that back and then you hear something like that it's like well, yeah. where does this go well, from we here were- we were under the impression it was after Christmas. Right. And I think I read also, well, someone may have told me one to two weeks, but then that came out. So I don't know if that means one to two weeks, but it's never good when the head coach says it's not making a whole lot of progress. Yeah. That's not what you want to hear, you know, for your first pairing, you know, defenseman to play with pro. I hear you. No, it's disturbing. Um, you know, and it's, probably really tough for chuck too because now like all right can you give me some sort of date because if not we're probably gonna have to do something here you know you're probably gonna have to you don't have to i guess but if you really want to make a push i think you got to get a number two guy in there with provy yeah and they got to make this decision like like yesterday because now you know now you're in the you know end of the first week of january I don't know yeah. what the timetable is for this guy, but you know, you you dropped the last you know three games. You know, you, you're kind of slowly drifting back out of where they you know had they worked so hard to get to. Yeah, um, you know, they're at a point where they're they're going to be running out of time here very 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 soon. So it's like kind of caught you, up quick here. Yeah, yeah. Do you go and 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 try and find someone? Um, I don't know who would be available for a trade. You know what I mean? Like if the Flyers are not competitive, you know, nobody who's gonna wants trade, to. Who's going to give up a guy wants, like that for a non? Exactly. Nobody. <laughs> nobody wants to give away a good defenseman. Like no, let's yeah, be no. Uh, let's be serious. Yeah, it's not easy, easy, yeah. easy thing to do in the middle of the season. Um, yeah, so you're going to have to. People, you hear people like Chuck, go get a D man. Well, they're not growing in the backyard. You know, like on your tree. It's it's just no not kidding. that easy for a GM to do. And especially when teams know you need someone, Oh, they're either going to, okay, well here, Hey, here you can have this guy, but this is what we want in return. Yeah. And then you end up, you know, getting it. Selling the farm and then it lands up just destroying the direction that it might be going anyway. So yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, hopefully you can get some sort of timetable for them. Maybe it's two weeks, three weeks, at least if you can, get something circled on the calendar you can at least look forward to getting them back but right now exactly keeping it open-ended exactly. is like it's tough it's tough to yeah because have a like, guy like, like that like on the said, shelf yeah like you said it and um the the we had two post two games sorry excuse me two games postponed um and they were tough games so not that i th- like we were the boys were rolling pretty good there so they were they had the caps on the schedule in pittsburgh tough games um those got those are those will be played later but uh since yosey took over 
I hate even counting the first two games because he, the man didn't even get a practice with the team. They did look a little better except for that game in New Jersey. But since, since he took over their five, four and two, uh, two games were postponed. Um, and like you said, they had, they started making some headway. This trip hasn't been the best. I mean, you got three, what, three out of eight points. It's probably not what you want. Obviously it's not what you want, but, uh, Hopefully they come back home here Thursday and, and uh, get a big effort. Um, hopefully maybe those days from when uh, Provi and G tested positive, maybe it was from a couple days ago and then maybe they're available Thursday because it, it's gone to a five day thing. Right. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, the quarantine. I, I, uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully, but yeah, nonetheless, they got, they got to come back home and, and start winning again. Right. I mean, there's, there's no other way to cut it. Yeah. You got to find way to find ways to win games and depleted or not. I mean, it's, it's the adversity you're going to be facing the rest of the way anyways. So it's the only way it's the only remedy at this point is win games, find ways to win games, win games, and then, and then just grease yourself into the, into the playoffs. But uh, they're going to have to start here Thursday, uh, you know, tomorrow night. Yeah. Against Pitt, and get a big win, and then start over and, and, and get on a roll because you got to stop the bleeding again. You know, we're back in this position yeah. of, you know, drop three. I know they squeezed out the one point, but it's not good enough. You know, even you, you, you mentioned those numbers. It's one game above 500. I mean – you know, no team yeah. makes the playoffs one game above 500, you know, <laughs> you know, even though it's an improvement from what not they were doing this, before, not in this league, yes, the way it is now, it's like, no. you, you gotta Eastern be, you gotta conference. be better. Um, and, uh, and, you know, time will tell, you know, it's just uh, going to have to find, find a way to clutch your uh, clutch and grab and just find ways to steal every possible point you can. So uh, that's yeah, it. There's no, exactly. there's no secret sauce here. They, you know, they, we were talking about last week, they had scooted their way up to a point or maybe even two behind a wild card, even with this tough trip. Um, and games need to be made up by some teams too, but uh, even with this tough, tough trip, they're, they're four points out. It's not like they can't do it. So you yep. can't panic. But like you said, it's in another two weeks, you know, if you're still in this spot, it's, it's, I don't want to say panic, but it's time to, all right, we got to do something here and yep. hopefully you get Ellis back. Like we said, and, and, uh, the team played well, like, you know, before this trip, everything was going well. I'm not saying they really played bad, you know, like we said, but they won in Seattle, um, you know, game in San Jose, they, they seemed to get outplayed a bit, but they were in it because of Felix. Um, and, you know, if you win that game, it's like, okay, you're two and two, not too bad. You know, you pick four out of eight, which you still rather have probably six out of eight coming on a trip like that. Um, but anyway, hopefully they can turn it around, like you said, Riggs, this week, starting Thursday at home against Pitt, who's playing well. They're playing yeah, not really going to be well, easy. So. Not going to so. be easy, Nast. Nope, that's not. So what do we got going on in the world of fans of Philly? Fans Couple trips floating. Philly. Yeah, man. They're um, I believe their next one, they are headed to Long Island. I want to get on that one. I want to go there and see that building. I'm gonna call Joe. Let's go nest. See, I know. Get I think up. we should go. Um, and then you know about Smashville. Oh, Smashville. My god, cannot wait. 
Yeah, and it was great. I, the, the the guys, uh, all the fans of Philly guys, they uh, girls went to uh, Seattle. And That's I right. Was messaging, yeah, that must have been I was awesome. messaging with him during a game, and and you know they brought another W. They yeah, were there for another kidding, W, eh? man. Not a so, roll. Um, yeah, they said the building was really cool, very automated. Uh, Joe said. Um, I can see but, that. Uh, they got a W and said the fans could have been a little better, but it, it, it it's probably them learning the game too. Right. Yeah. yeah you know, it's a new but, culture uh, to them. Yeah. But he said it was cool. It's cool. that The boys won and, and um, they had a great time. So it's just, they're a great group of people, man. They do a hell of a job uh, putting all that together, man. I mean, it was, it just flowed when we were there. There was yeah. zero issues. Um, I, I, it's just so much fun. I love it, man. I, yep. I, I saw they were, uh, he put something up on Instagram about uh, going to, if they play in Tampa, he's already got a place set up. I'm like, Hmm, that could be fun. <laughs> it's a, be I know really that's fun. football, but I mean, just as a fan, yeah, right. how no. sick would that be? <laughs> Go see TB Tom Brady and the Gronkster and then watch the birds beat them. How cool would that be? And tailgate. Yep. Oh yeah. If we tailgate. go Riles, you're jumping off the car onto a chair, Buffalo Bill style. <laughs> right. But this will be nasty nuggle style. You have to do Let's a do flip it. onto it. Oh, of course. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, of course. No, no you're not landing on. on me though. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's do it, Nasp. I'm definitely right. uh, looking forward to to March and 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 hitting yep. up Nashville. 500 other Flyer fans. God, it's gonna be awesome. Going crazy, having fun. Uh, but uh, fans of Philly.com, check them out for all your yes. sports, Philly sports travel needs. They do an amazing job. They, I wanted they're to do, um, to give a shout out to our friends at the Lehigh Valley Winter Classic, Nast. Yes. Um, I've been to this event um, two or three years. This is the ninth year they've done it, and it's an all day. Uh, hockey outdoor tournament that benefits special hockey of the Lehigh Valley and um, the special hockey helps individuals with physical and cognitive disabilities play hockey. Uh, an amazing program. I, you know, when I was coaching the Phantoms, uh, my, my buddy Alvin in Lehigh brought me out and uh, to one of the practices and I've been to several of them, but uh, to see what they're doing with these kids and, and getting these guys and girls to the, the buzz around and, 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 and yeah. be a part of something bigger than themselves and have fun is, is certainly something special. So this event uh, that they're doing is February 5th in Lehigh Valley at the Bethlehem municipal uh, ice rink, which is actually a half outdoor rink. It's actually a pretty cool spot, oh, cool. Uh, but uh, Bill Clement will be there this year. Uh, who's been there before um, with myself, Coatsy, uh, Carrie Frazier, and then also John LeClaire will be there. So they're signing autographs and interacting with the fans and the whole bit. So So, um, hopefully you can come with me, Nass. I'm going February 5th. We should uh, make a a thing of it. Uh, But uh, just wanted to uh, mention that because they do a hell of a job and just – you know, showing how hockey can impact so many different lives, no matter, you know, yeah. what you're dealing with, what you're going through. Hockey's a special sport, you know, in a, in a special community. So we will see you on February 5th, uh, Lehigh there. Valley Winter Classic 
Thank you, Adam Bortz, for all you do and putting that program together nine straight years. Huge, uh, huge success. So we'll see you there. And Nast, that brings us to episode 56. Boom. Brought to you by Cureleaf Medical Marijuana Dispensary, 12 locations in Pennsylvania. My favorite marijuana dispensary. Um, they got everything from flower, topicals, capsules, you name it, different doses, different varieties, um, and a hell of a friendly, knowledgeable staff. Been working with them for uh, over three years, you know, going back to when they were um, herbology and, uh, you know, obviously come, come a long way since then. And um, they're helping a ton of people over 22 medical conditions now. So check them out at cureleaf.com, a huge supporter of ours. Uh, appreciate yes. everything they do I support them as much as I can. Um, so check them out, 12 locations in Pennsylvania. My favorite is the King of Prussia location. Every now and then I get back into Philly. Um, but uh, King of Prussia seems to be the closest for me and most convenient. But uh, all amazing dispensaries with, uh, again, friendly, knowledgeable staff that can help you increase your medical marijuana experience, guide you through, ask questions, and learn about the products. But uh, now it's time to jump into episode 56, Nast. With Andy Delmore. Big Delly. Delly. Let's go. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Suttlemeyer. And this week, we're very fortunate to have a good friend. Guy I miss so much. Can't even believe I don't see you very often or get to talk to you. But ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Andy Delmore. Deli, what's up, brother? Well, nasty. It's been a long time, man. You know, I uh, feel like we grew up together back in the day. You know, know we were both right? young guys and living around the corner from each other was uh, a lot of fun man it was man i'll tell you what we were just kidding around uh before we started here we're gonna leave things in the past in the past some of them it was a lot of fun a lot, lot of, of fun and a lot of fun yeah, we'll lot put of it win- that way a lot of winning a lot of fun exactly it's always fun when you win hey eh, Riggs? yeah that's you the know truth. that yeah life Deli, is so much better it is yeah, Delhi. Yeah. Riggs. Riggs came in few years after you the second set of winning when that really yeah, started right. <laughs> happening again for the phantoms because you know you yeah. you win for three to four years it's tough to keep that going but then we hit it again and and uh riles came in and it was a lot of fun with him too yeah but sure. uh what, okay. what, what are you up to these days brother i'm uh coaching in the ohl uh back in my hometown in windsor ontario um uh, my first year there um uh, you know it's been a nice transition moving back home uh full-time i was actually commuting to toledo back and forth about an hour each way so uh you know, it's nice to get home and uh, spend some more time at home nice nice yep. yeah beautiful family there I, I yep. check out on instagram yeah i got lucky <laughs> <laughs> Maybe That's what do they say? You outkicked your uh, coverage or whatever. They, what's that yeah. saying? I definitely did that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, though. That's okay. I think I think we all did. I think we all. Somebody did. has to. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So how are things um, shaking shaping up for the season? I know it's uh it's been a little bit uh 
of uh, a nightmare getting going with uh, with COVID and everything. How is that uh, shaping up for you? You know, so we were in good shape there up till uh, just before Christmas, and then uh, a couple guys went down, and then Christmas break. Uh, came back for one game after Christmas break, and about another six or seven guys went down, and then we had to shut her down. Oh, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we just had our first uh, practice uh, this morning, and, uh, you know, it was the first time I actually wore my mask on the ice because I Oh, just, really? Oh, yeah. Like, you just don't know what's going on. Wow. wow. Are they giving any well, sort yeah. of uh, guidance, or is this kind of like a day-by-day, week-by-week thing and, and see how this thing plays out? You know, it, it, it honestly, it, it, it's like you hear the new – restrictions and regulations every day that's we're just living living by the seat of our pants just do you test with symptoms do you not uh you know asymptomatic it, it just you know close contact it just goes on and on every day so uh you know if we got a game tomorrow we'll see uh we're gonna play with no fans tomorrow okay. um see how, see how that goes obviously not too much yelling at the referees no no that's <laughs> <Right>. true <laughs> no have a conversation now yeah yeah right. you gotta have that you you can't be like billy used to used to get going there i don't he know was, Dally, uh what kind of um if you're a loud coach or uh do you are you do you stay pretty calm uh the first couple of years i i couldn't help myself um but then you learn that it really actually doesn't do you any good that's you the know? truth right you might as well just wait <laughs> bide your time talk to him after the period say hey what's up you know yeah did you see that no of course you didn't okay talk yeah. to you later <laughs> yeah really. <laughs> like there's really no point you know yeah exactly uh, well it, it, they never change the call never right? change yeah you, you may as well just change. keep the peace it, it, but you know it's yeah. so hard as you have that competitive spirit oh, tough, and edge yeah. inside of you man it's it's just not that easy to not <laughs> It's to, to oh, stay calm, you know, dude. I'm grinding my pen in my pocket to it's almost like <laughs> into nothing in my hand. It's like, oh, you're squeezing it. You're like, oh, I think I just broke a pen. <laughs> yeah, you just you can't do anything. He'd love to, well, believe me. There's sometimes you let her buck, but it's not very often. Yeah, it's yeah. not helpful. You always find that they come, they, they always try and come back around and shove it up your ass if you're a little too hard on them, or you at least feels that way. But uh, you guys yeah. want to hear a funny story about who I heard was the worst ever in the OHL? Darian Hatcher. Really? Oh, he's in Sarnia, your old team. Yeah. So he's not behind the bench anymore. But uh, when he was coaching, I heard he was like the worst. Really? Really? And I don't. That's kind yeah, of surprising like to me. Honestly, it surprises me too. He's such a yeah. quiet he's, guy. Yeah. He's never yeah, really been with a... the refs. He was the worst. Thing. That's that's coming from the referees. Wow! Wow! Yep. I I would be that would shock me seriously. Hatch, I, know, like, I, I, I know Hatch too. He's the he just doesn't yeah. say much. Yeah. He, I, <laughs> wow, I, that He's does shock. Grumpy me. with his old age, maybe who knows? <laughs> yeah, 
I, you know what, Riles, I missed him. They had a, a big alumni game here, uh, Delia, a few weeks ago, and uh, Riggs buried the first goal of the game. Not a big deal. Of course, deal. I did. Not. But um, <laughs> on on me a little. Let's. Where are you going, Pad Stack? Doesn't work this yeah, these days. Yeah, yeah. You might have to butterfly. You might have to go down normal. <laughs> yeah. Not not only did he Pad Stack, he was about a half a minute too late on oh, the Pad yeah. Stack. The yeah. puck was in and out, but it was it looked good. It looked good. Um, hey, Neil's but, a showman. Uh, Neil's a yeah. showman. Oh, yeah. I, I missed. I missed uh, getting my chance to to yell at Hatch because there were so many guys. Um, I was talking to that I hadn't seen in so long. I, I turned yeah. and Hatch had hat, Hatch and his uh, wife had left. Hot Heather Hatcher, Triple H is what I like to call her. Yo yo. Um, <laughs> yep. And uh, I, I missed him, and I hate I missed him. But uh, so what's he doing? Dale? I know he owns a team, right? Yeah, he stepped back from coaching. Uh, so his son uh, just left this year. His son was played there for four years. Oh, okay. So, the youngest so, one, uh, Keaton. Yeah. Keaton, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so when he left, he basically stepped back as coach and uh, is just the owner with uh, Leggy now, David Leguan. Leguan, okay. All right. How are they? How do they do? Do they do they do well there? Uh, they should be doing better. Okay. You know, it's actually a pretty good little hockey town. It's just, you know, you throw in not making the playoffs a number of decades with COVID. It's tough. yeah. yeah. I hear it's you. Tough. Good fan base, so they're passionate. Like I played junior there, it was awesome. Right. You know, but it's just it's hard, man. It's hard right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's true. It's not a it's not a good time to be uh looking at ticket sales when when this stuff's starting to we you know, we thought we here in the States it's it's good and bad. You know, some places are you go to Florida, Riley and I were in Arizona last week or two weeks ago with fans of Philly, our uh, buddies. And um, it was so nice, Deli, just to walk around and not have to put a mask on and not have people say, hey, put your mask on. And I haven't just, felt it in two years. Yeah, just to be yeah, normal. I mean, and that, isn't that crazy to even say that, that, you know, that, to, that we just felt normal. It was great. You go to Florida, it's the same thing. And, and, you know, it's not too bad, actually, around here. There's, they're not, they haven't quite gotten back to as crazy as it was until you get into philly and then they started to get well then philly canada's feeling right now is just that yeah it's there things are open though but i heard but i i think you guys shut restaurants down right yeah indoor dining is done as of uh tomorrow i mean yeah they haven't done that again no gyms no theaters no nothing no fans in the stands um we read a we read a tweet or a Instagram. Someone posted, uh, was it R- Riles two weeks ago where, or maybe last week it was a junior team and they said, they're not, you're not allowed food or drink nope, and you cannot stand. stand and applaud. Even yeah, if your it, team score, like, like what does that have to do with anything? Standing <laughs> and applauding. Like I, it blows my you mind. Away, but when you stand up. Yeah. I, of I course. That's, that's what COVID's under buck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. stay put. You gotta yeah. stay put, man. Go get too excited. I, 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 you know. 11, 11 p.m. Hey. 11 p.m. Yeah, 11. Everything 10 p.m. in Quebec, they man. Know. It's even crazier there. Yeah. Um, COVID knows 10 on one. Let's get yep. yeah, exactly. game time. Game time. Well, it's a shame. So, it's, it's a shame, but uh it is a shame, especially for the kids, man. It's, you know, it's... these young kids trying to get drafted, trying to get free agent deals, you know, he just feel for them like. Some of them aren't getting any better because they're just not getting the time. 
Right. Yeah. You know, I, there's this one D man we got, didn't play all last year. It's his draft year this year. He's just starting to get there. Like, honestly, just starting to be on the map. Some scouts are calling me. Boom. Shut down. It's yeah. like, it's not what this kid needs. No, it's not. It's a shame, man. Um, uh, away from COVID, Delhi, um, you becoming a coach doesn't surprise me. You knew the game well. You saw the game well. Um, what is it? What, what do you take away from you? Like, Rouse is going to get in this in a few minutes. He wanted to ask you about some of your coaches, but what type of coach would you say you are? Are you a player's coach or, you know? There's, that's the only thing that works now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's that's a good point. If you're not a player's coach, you better, uh, you're done, in my opinion. There's very few around anymore. Uh, so I'd say I'm a great communicator. You know, just even the small things around the rink, you know, how's your billets? Uh, how's your girlfriend? Like, not just always on them, like, let them know that I, I actually want you to do good. Yeah, right. Because right, I right. sat you for, just because I sat you for three shifts, you don't have to call your agent. Just come yeah. talk to me. I'll, we'll go over it. It's, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know, That's... and you, you got to build those relationships. It takes time and energy and, but in the grand scheme, that's that's what I'm here for is to help them get better and make their dreams come true. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Deli, you, you're a guy that that wasn't drafted, and me and Roz were talking about this, and I um, Roz was saying like it's pretty impressive the career you ended up having. You know, like you know, not, I don't understand how you weren't drafted to be honest with you, just because I knew you when you came in and turned pro. Yeah, and um, you stood out you know, right away. Um, but it's, it's going to be tough for some of these kids, like you said, to get drafted with, with all this I stuff know. going on. I know we got a 20 year old D man overage that I, I think the world of a kid, but like you got to, these scouts want to see it, not just for half a year. Right. Like yeah. they want to see it like in the playoffs, like see if you're competing, uh, you know, when the chips are on the table, right. You know, they don't yeah. care the games before Christmas that much. Yeah. yeah. You exactly. know, so th- you know, I got lucky that, you know, a kid on my team in junior was actually drafted by the Flyers, so they were always around. Um, Shane Kenny, I don't know if you ever remember. I remember that. Shane. I sure do. Big yep. Sugar Daddy Kane there. Yeah, big <laughs> Yep, I remember him. Like, I sure he was, do. He was a beast, but he just fell apart at the seams. Like, I said, he ate and smoked his way out of hockey. Yep, he sure and, did. You know, I was there kind of just not waiting for his contract, but they were around, and I basically got his contract without the bonus. Yeah. Well, so you deserved right it. Spot, right time. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And yep. uh, I, I read somewhere, uh, Delhi, about you being not drafted, really kind of like throwing that chip on your shoulder. Can you talk about your mindset? I mean, obviously, you had expectations to be drafted and, and you know, the, yeah. the, the disappointment that comes along with not being drafted and then how that can fuel you. Uh, in, in obviously well, in a positive I, way. Yeah. Th- th- there's a story that I have that, uh, so I, d- I didn't get drafted. I drove all the way out to Edmonton. I actually flew to Vancouver, drove to Edmonton, uh, and I didn't get drafted. And I, I got a message on my, back then it was a message on your home you know, <laughs> right. voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, John Ferguson Sr., who was the uh, GM at Ottawa at the time. And he kind of said, you know, I, I, I'm kind of surprised you didn't get drafted, but we want you to come to minicamp. So like the sting was there for those couple days, 
But as soon as you got home and hit that voicemail, you're like, okay, it's, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Right. You know, now I just got to, you know, instead of being at the gym for an hour, now you're there for two, you know, the little things like that, that you just, uh, you just grind it out. Like, yeah. If you want, if you want it, you're going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, there's no time to be hanging your head and feeling sorry for yourself. Like you said, it's like, you know, the, the initial sting maybe hurts, but then, you know, life goes on and and people are going to come yeah. knocking eventually because, you, you know, your, your talent is is your talent, right? And someone's going to be attracted to it at some point if you're yeah. doing the right things. And uh, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like my overage year or two in junior, like, uh, like Nasty will test, like I was probably – plus 42 like i was like it was steady eddie it wasn't just power play like it was a full game you know that power play thing kind of came at the end where you know he's just got a good shot throw him on the power play right but like early earlier on like it was full bore ahead yeah yeah because that was a, you know your last your last season in, in juniors was you know, pretty remarkable <laughs> i mean the over point a game and you said plus 40. I mean, it's yeah for a defenseman. That's uh that's no joke. So obviously you're going to have yeah, teams was, looking at you. Rolling pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought too. Cause that's what, you know, you hear like you're getting points, you're playing good. Like you hear stuff from everybody. Right. So, you know, you knew you started to have a chance when you start to hear that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You, you also, you made a good point there to uh, Adele. Um, about your coaching style riles just uh finished coaching just a, just a few years back he, re, he retired from coaching and uh you have to be you're right about that it's a great point you have to be a player's coach now it's it's amazing from like you're you're a little older than riley you remember what it was like when you came in holy shit could you imagine if you I, and you know what that's the way it was though you, I, you, you didn't you that's didn't know just the way different. it was yeah you, you didn't know any you, different when you became a pro and you were a 20 year old, you were 20 years old. You're a kid, man. Let's face it. Like you look at the, they're kids. We know that now we're a little older, yeah. but you were, you had to turn into a man right away. Well, it wasn't because, even the coaches. Like, it yeah, was, it was the vets. Like it was, yeah. Like it was ingrained. Yeah. It was like, you're grabbing the bags and you better shut up. Yeah. And, and you okay. know what? We were going to okay. get into uh, Johnny Stevens as a coach, but as a captain, you, you played with Johnny and well, he was basic. Was, he was he basically was, a coach. I I he was basically, more. he was basically a coach as a player. He um, was my deep partner pretty much that whole first year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, funny, he, I'd come back and he'd look at me and goes like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I'd be like, okay. Like, I get it. Like I got your point. Then the next shift, next time we come off, he'd be like, Hey, that guy ever touches you again, just tell him to come find me. Like, it's like, Hey man, I cool. Like, yeah, so exactly. your game. yeah. I like that. Just don't screw up, go play your game. And if anybody has anything to do with you, just send them to Rambo's way. <laughs> yeah, Rambo, Rambo like was that. coming with that double extra stiff, stiff branches stick oh, that he oh, broke man. one a game. And I don't know how it didn't break people's back when he, you, I couldn't believe he could break them. He I broke one of those games. Start a fire with those. One a game, Dally. One a game. Holy and it was one impressive. a game. It was never, never in the blade. No. Always, <laughs> never surprised. in the blade. And and you know what, Riley? I think we talked about this before. Maybe when the uh, the animal was on, 
But it was funny because Johnny was so well-respected by, by our team. Um, if anyone messed with him, guys would come flying in and he would snap. Yeah. I could fucking take care of myself. Don't yeah, fucking. And Billy would be like, <laughs> you guys get in there. You didn't even have to tell the guys that. But, but well, we you, didn't have to have. Four, five guys with over 200 pounds either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? I'm like, sure the tough like, guys back then, eh? Like, there was like a five-on-five. Five, it was like the heavyweight Royal Rumble. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Was, was, there was guys fighting each other to see who was going to fight. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. Frankie, like oh. Mac. They were like, no, I got him. No, I got him. Come on, guys. Oh. There's plenty. There's plenty of fights to go there around. Were, long there were yeah. plenty, especially back then. There were. There was definitely plenty. Yeah, you guys have about um, four or five, six heavies every every year there at the fans. Oh was, God! It even when crazy. I was around, you guys we had a few, but five, six yeah. is a different animal. Yeah. Who wants to? We had guys, to play guys sitting out that. Oh, it was crazy back. It was crazy. I've never it seen was, a tougher team than that year. Never. It was a different different game. Different game for sure, but. Tell you what, you had it was a man's game. That, that was my point. You know, yeah. like you had you became a man quick you know uh, when you what? turned pro. It, and like Billy was great to me, no doubt. Like I give a lot of credit to Stutzy. Like, yeah, like when you're riding that bike after practice, a lot of coaches will go hide, pretend they're doing their work. He was there watching you push that needle to where it needed to be. What were those bikes called again? Those oh. sidebacks? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cybex bikes, yeah, something some, like that. I think so. Yeah, like they were goofy and like he would just walk. He'd just be over your shoulder till you hit that number that you had to hit. Like he didn't let you off the hook. I'll tell no. you that, Mike Stuthers. He's, he's a he's a really good man, and he was a he was he was so perfect to go with Billy. I thought they complimented each other really well. Yeah, Stutzy could sure. Stutzy could snap, but Stutzy also, like you said, he would come to you and. He could calm Billy down too, but a lot of times back to Johnny Riles, I think I've told you this before. It was funny. I would go downstairs and be like, Hey, Billy, we're leaving tomorrow. Uh, what do you want me to do about this? What, what do you want me to do about that? Um, just go up there and ask Johnny and Kosher, whatever they say. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm like, yeah. well, okay, well, I'll just start asking them <laughs> yeah. because he's, I swear to God, that was what he said every time. Really? Uh, go ask Johnny. Yeah. yeah. Go ask Johnny and Kosher. See what they say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny but, was uh, uh, he was awesome as a partner for that year. That was I got so lucky being able to just see how a, a grown man operates, basically. Yeah, yeah, you he know? was yeah. he was the a true pro. When people say that, uh, he was a pro. Like, uh, oh yeah, really good pro. Yeah. I read somewhere yeah, else too, Deli, that uh, I think Luke Richardson was one of your uh, other favorite uh, D partners. Yeah, yeah, he goes along the same mold basically is is ramble where um i didn't have a place to stay i was coming back i had, was renting and what was the golf course there valley valley brook uh, valley brook and i didn't i did i was not going back there and luke richardson calls me he's like hey i heard you don't have a place you know get out of the hotel just come stay with me and the kids and my wife and it was like like okay like like yeah. just that nice honest just Such come on in guy, and man come on in and make yourself feel at home. And the same thing happened on the ice with him where I can remember just him just jumping in front of a guy and be like, no, 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 it, yeah. you're fighting me. You're fighting. And it's not him. 
That's <laughs> did you look at the stat sheet before the game? You're not fighting him. Did you notice yeah. my leather straps on my helmet? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. Did you notice? Did you notice those? <laughs> He's that's, such that's a good, my, he's such a good man. He yeah. really is. Yeah. He really I, is. I still talk to him and, uh, oh, that's great. He's, he's just a great guy and obviously went through a, a real tough time, but, yeah. um, just a great human being. And, uh, you know, just a real good man. He is. He, it's well said. He really is. Well, you, you had him too. You know, he, yeah. He didn't say much, but when he talked, you know, right. Li- yeah. Listen up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah two, two pretty, uh, pretty, pretty awesome guys to be, uh, to be surrounded with, you know, just the character oh. as, as hockey yep. players, the toughness, and then just the, just their genuine character off the ice. I think they're both, I don't know, uh, you know, Luke that well, but from what I do know of yeah. him, you know, he's a real genuinely honest dude. Yeah. Two guys that definitely shaped me as who I am today, I guess. Like, I know it's crazy to say that, but like, it's two guys with that I think about and what would they do in that situation? Or, right. you know, there's obviously other coaches as well that you take from, but two got two players for sure that, you know, highly respected in, in, in my books and probably you guys too, obviously. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I never, I never I do too. I'll never forget. Like Johnny loved Dally, and he was hard on Dally. You know, Dally. I know you're going to remember the story. So we came back from somewhere, and I don't know why we came to Hollydale, our practice rink, with our gear, but we did because obviously we played at Spectrum. And I think that's well. Our cars were there, didn't we? Is that what it was? Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So all our cars. So so we take. There's an elevator, there's steps, guys are carrying, we're trying to get everything in. And, and, um, the rookies always had to like, not only get their bag, but help us with everything else. So Deli and the other rookies who we had a great group of guys, man, Boosh, yeah. Wheezy, all those guys, just, just great people. But, uh, uh, Riles. So we come back from a road trip, we're taking everything up. And I think honest to God, Deli just, was bringing stuff up, all this stuff, and forgot about his bag. So I hear Johnny down in the room, and he's yelling for me, nasty, get down here. He goes, where's Dally? And I said, I don't know. I said, they're getting, they're bringing stuff up, you know, like, well, he left. And I said, okay. And he says, well, his bag's not packed. I said, I got it. It's no big deal. They were bringing on. No, no, no. Grabs his bag. (laughs) Takes it in the shower. I'm like, no, Rambo, no, because it's not going to drop. It's the point throws in the shower and i'm like i'm like in my head i'm like you know what it's all right because i'm just gonna put his his practice gear you know he can wear his practice yeah, gear yeah, yeah, and it yeah. won't even be wet right he johnny says if you put his practice gear up i will knock you the fuck out and i'm like <laughs> and i remember grabbing deli the next morning going hey rambo threw your shit the yeah just for just a heads up your shit is soaked it's don't, soaking don't wet get, don't get mad <laughs> It, it wasn't happened. me, man. And Not there was pretty, nothing. I was when so, John, I, when Johnny looks at you and says, don't. Nah, you ain't doing much. I'm not doing anything. And, you know, it's my first year as a head guy as well. Yeah, just like yeah, these guys yeah. are rookies, you know. And I'm like, I was scared to death of Johnny. I mean, I knew he was a great guy. But, like, when he got that that eye yeah, twitching. Yeah, and, that squirrely eye. And, and he said he'll never do it again. But I, you didn't do it purposely. I knew that. It was just, it was just one of those I'm, things where. 
If you, you did that to a kid these days, oh, they'd be oh, <laughs> they'd be calling yeah. their agent. They, oh, yeah. you, you want to? And it's so funny, nasty. Like you knew that I was the guy that I had four pairs of gloves. I always had to have a dry pair. Like yep. I was just fickle about it. And sure enough, I go in for a practice, and like you could rinse rinse out my Franklin gloves. <laughs> it's Franklin's, that's right. <laughs> yeah, the old Franklin's. Unreal. Oh man. But he said he'll never do that again. I said, I really don't think he did it pur- purposely, Johnny. A month later, I got my head shaved for some reason. <laughs> did you get your head shaved? Remember, they, they were just, oh, Neil, Neil and Bruce Coles pinned me down. Oh, yeah. How do I not remember that? God, I usually remember everything. Yeah. I remember they were going to shave Bush's head, and he ran and hid under my desk, and Frankie <laughs> grabbed a hold of him, and Bush said something like, I'll give you a thousand dollars, man. <laughs> He's yeah, because he had the locks. He had to be yeah, yeah, the locks yeah. going, Boosh. They were frosty too. If we, if you remember correctly, tips. they were little frosty yeah. tips. Little <laughs> Jr. Yeah. Oh man, first round money trying to pay everybody off. Yeah, trying to pay them off. Big, oh, I thought <laughs> they did. They they he, they let him off the hook though. They didn't shave his head. That's not right. They shaved yours. I'm not happy about that, Deli. Yeah, what are you gonna do about it now? Lucky I have it still. Yeah, that's right. It's looking good. Yeah. Take care of that little lid. <laughs> so, um, Deli, quickly, uh, about your your rookie year, um, unbelievable team, uh, oh, yeah. unbelievable run. Uh, I was telling Riles, I was like, man, I, I look back, and I remember that team, obviously, winning that championship. Um, but the players we had, Peter White, you know, almost 100 points, maybe more. Jimmy Montgomery, Craig Darby, Mike Manilock, Jamie Hewer, Dave McIsaac, yourself. Um, so many guys that contributed and were, were just such good players. Sean O'Brien, huh? you remember Obi? There's another Obi, guy that one was Kenobi. A, yeah, there was a guy right there, Riggs. That would what do we call their line? What do we was, call their line? It was him, Jason Zent, and somebody else. Oh, fuck. What was their God. name? I don't know, man. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, Coach, you would have loved this O'Brien cat. Oh man, yeah, he was out he there. Was a game, he, right? he, but he oh. was, but he he could play too. But he was tough, man. He yeah. actually oh, yeah. almost made the Flyers the next year. He played every preseason game, and he fought like Olawa. Like oh, really? He was, well. And he was not very big. He wasn't big enough to be fighting guys he like that. Was, but he did. Five, was he five ten? Yeah, five ten. He, oh, wow, and he okay. wasn't even like huge, but um, that year was unbelievable. What a way to come in, in pro hockey, uh, Delhi winning that championship. Litz was unbelievable. I mean, just the whole team. Nasty. It's the last. It's the last championship I've won. I got one more after that like, with Riles, like, and then that's that's you know, it for me. Like when you think about how how special that is, like your first year, and yeah. then. You know, the one year with the Flyers, we made it to the semis. Like, it's just – you never know when it's going to be your time. Right. You, you know, uh, Claude so Drew was, was saying, uh, you know, his second – second, maybe even his third year, he was still a kid, but it was when he had really taken that next step and was was known throughout the league. He was a good player. It was a year we went to the finals. He's like, oh, man, you know, like, we get back here a lot. You know, it's, I'm young, like – you know, that's what you think when you're a kid, right? You probably didn't think that was the last time you're going to win anything. I mean, no chance. No. I certainly didn't think that. I was at the time 24, 25 years old. I'm like, yeah. we're gonna, I'm going to win a bunch. I'm going to get yeah. a Stanley Cup. 
Yeah. But uh, it's just people don't understand how hard it is to yeah, win, even so even at the American League, like every level, man. Every it's level, not yeah. it's not easy to win, no. and it's always special, whatever level it is. It's special. Ray, guys, Ray Bork had to get traded to Colorado to win one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ray. That's that's true. After what, 22 best, years or something. One of the best yeah. defensemen of all time said, okay. And it actually worked out like it's crazy, but that doesn't always happen. No, no it I certainly know. doesn't. Um, and so anyway, that was it was a great year, man. And yeah. we could go on and on about that. I, I do want to bring up one thing because of Riley. Riley, so the second year of the Phantoms, Delhi's second year before he gets to the Flyers. Talk about toughness now. The second year we had Steve McLaren, still had Frankie Bylos. We got uh, Dan Cordick at the end of the year. All we right. had Dennis Bonvi. Bones. We had Bones. We had Ryan Bass who would swing his stick around like there were no rules against hey. chopping people in the head. Is he in jail? Do we know yet? No. Hey, he's doing <laughs> unbelievable. I, I, I was seeing him every year when I go to Edmonton. He's doing What's great. What's he up to? He, he's he's, a, he's one guy I thought might be in jail. Nope, he's unbelievable, man. He's doing so well. He's uh, he was Him involved with Marv oil. Albert? What's that, Chris Albert? Marv, Marv Albert. <laughs> I'll be the Marv. Was he the chemist? <laughs> yeah, big, big <laughs> Papa Pump. <laughs> the big Papa oh Pump. <laughs> I never seen a guy te- teaching everybody how to do steroids properly. <laughs> yeah, how right. you got to do it. The um, science, and, nasty, and, you know that. I know this guy had it down to a science, and then uh, I said, Bones, Dave McIsaac, still we had. Then we had Francis Belanger, who had almost 300 minutes his rookie year, wow. and uh, Jesse Bullery's th- thrown in there. Frankie, was Frankie the third there too? He came the next year, uh, he came yeah. the next year. Um, Dang, but yeah. you, that's some serious, some, some serious stuff there. It's some serious toughness, man. You I gotta still say, honestly, nasty. Like, obviously, we've all seen great fights, great fighters, tough guys. When Steve McLaren ate that punch from Scott Parker and broke shook it his off, face, shook it off and beat him up after, I was like, okay, guys. Was it Hershey? You, like, no. Delhi was right. Delhi was right. No, it was at home. He oh. literally riles. You can. You, it's on YouTube. Yeah, he it, hits. He yeah. hits Woody right in the button. And his nose was dust. Like, remember after Delhi, he had to, shattered. It shattered it like an egg shattered shot. his wow. nose, and he literally kind of shook it off and then just went rampant. And I remember Delhi and I high five. You can see it on the video. <laughs> Everybody on the bench like wow. can't even. This would have put people down for fucking an hour. <laughs> I just don't. Dead. I don't There's understand no how he dead. took that punch, but. You remember he was trying to skate to the box and then he put his hand up. Yeah, he's like, he's like, uh oh, oh yeah, it's gone. I mean, he couldn't feel his no. He should have seen his no, Roz. I went up there with him. He ended up playing with a damn bubble after he had the surgery and everything. Really? I'm like, why? Why are you even playing? Yeah, <laughs> right. Just take a couple nights Rouse, off. You got, you, you got to look this up. It, it's I will. The crazy eating it's, of a punch. Oh, and getting I mean, the. And, and getting the decided victory after. Yeah, yes. right. against, he did. against I, Parks, man. That's, that's no joke. I, I, and the, and the big guy, Parks Park, Park's probably like, well, how did he not go how down? How did he not go down? Like, you yeah. know it had to feel like, Riles, you've punched plenty of guys, and you know when you get that perfect punch. I oh, mean, it yeah, was especially like, on the nose like that. Usually the guy go down if you hit him that hard. I flick you in the nose, your eyes water, man. Right. Took an I get a absolute... zip on my nose at water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolute bomb. Absolute bomb. And 
shatters his nose. Oh, Woody, man. God, stone cold. They used to break the glass like stone cold. Oh, uh, yeah. Steve Austin. Yeah, he walks, when he, yeah, it was while he great. walks out. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. We had a we, we real quick, Roz. We had this guy. We had this kid. Um, he played for the Phantom for three years, actually, which I thought he only played two, but I looked it up. His name was Mikhail Chernov. And when he first came, he didn't speak. Sneaky, sneaky. He did, yeah, he didn't speak much English, right? So he was watching TV, and he used to always say the same thing. I'd be like, "Mikey, uh, what's going on today? Not today, Jim. Not today." He he saw some movie that said that. That's all he would say for a while. <laughs> but we go into uh, Montreal's team was Freddie Beach. Freddie Fred, Beach, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the only time I got to go there, and we shit kicked him the first night. I think we played two games there, if I'm not mistaken. It may have just been one, but we we were shit kicking him pretty good. And Terry Ryan, I don't know if you remember that name, Ross. Oh, mm-hmm. He grabs a hold of Mikey, and all of us are like, "Oh man, that's bullshit, dude!" Cherno pumped him, really, like, eh? pumped yeah. him. And and I remember they go to the box, they come back out. Ryan goes after him again, thinking this is just pure luck. It's kind of like that PJ Stock story we told with uh, Sean McCosh. <laughs> yeah. was like, that was lucky. This guy's not that tough. Cherno beats him up again. So after the game, I, I remember saying, holy cow, man. He goes, brother, pro boxer. I train. <laughs> yeah. I train. I'm like, yeah. why don't you fight more? You <laughs> yeah, might be right. in the show. Man. Yeah. Get some street shit, dude. You do that two more times, you're making 10 times as much money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know if you remember that, Deli, but I was like, oh, yeah. Whoa. I'm like, what the hell happened here? But anyway, I was those teams were tough. Those teams yes. were tough. But uh, sure enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So, uh, Deli, you get you finally get the call. Probably a dream come true. Uh, going, yeah. Well, you got to play a couple games. And I, I think it was quick- – my second year, I played, two, I played two quick ones, uh, you know, but as we go back, Riles, to that chip on the shoulder, and uh, I just uh, – all I ever dreamed about was playing one game in the NHL. That's all I wanted, and life yeah. would have been fine. Yeah. And, you know, that first game happened in Pittsburgh. My family drove in, and, like, I would have been okay if that was it. It would have been yeah. okay. You know, obviously, I wanted more after I got the taste. Obviously. Right, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, one game, I would have said, okay, that's uh, more than I'd bargained for. Right. And then, uh, so you get called up in 99-2000 season and <clears throat> played really well. And, you know, selfishly, Rouse, you know, well, as a coach, you're, you guys are happy when guys get up and they stay. But like as our team, we're like, damn, we lost our best defenseman, you know, but it was so hot. Ha- it was so great to see Delhi get up there and play so well. But holy cow, the playoffs come around, Delhi. Oh, boy. Oh, did he? <laughs> I don't think I don't think people forget about that. But uh, kind of walk us through that game three against Pittsburgh in the second round. You want to know what? It, it still baffles my brain, buddy. <laughs> like, it still really does. And, you know, I, I can't even tell you what I did differently. Like, it just shot the puck. The first one was rolling, blasted. Okay, it goes in. Second one, I jump up in the play. I shouldn't even be jumping up, first of all. <laughs> like, I have no reason to be out skating our forwards up the ice. Boom. Third one. I don't even know why am I at the hash marks? Yeah, your like, hash marks one T again. In the slot. Like, what am I even 
You were Taking feeling it, man. Uh, Leading the rush. It's game almost. two. You know, it's, it's second round of the playoffs. Why am I even thinking we should go up six two? Like five two is not good enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just chill out, man. There, there's a. It's so funny because Mark Gregg, who was the captain with the Phantoms, had been, was called up at the time playing in that series as well. And it's so funny because when you get the Hattie, you're coming by the bench and everybody's just so excited. What's and then Gregor's sitting there and he's, he's like, got this shitty grin on his face, just laughing and, and just kind of giving you that uh, look. It's so funny. You see him I really pa- quickly. I paused it there. I paused that screen and I took a screenshot and I sent it to him a few years ago because yeah. I still see him around quite a bit scouting. Yeah, scouting. Yeah. And uh, he was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I know. He's like, I don't even know what to say to you. I know. Yeah, you could tell he was so happy, but he was just like looking at you like, what the fuck, man? Right. But uh, before that, before that game, I think was that game five, Riggs? That was game five when Delhi had to Hattie. Was it yeah, game five? Yeah, yeah game and three. Then, was but the, game uh, three in Pitt, you come up huge in OT. Once again, what am I doing up there? Yeah, huh? right. Hey, because uh, you, uh, you can skate. Because you can skate. too, or what? Yeah, Old it jo- Jonesy boy. Yeah, it was Jody Hall to Jonesy over yeah, Jonesy with a little layup sauce. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, I still to this day, that's that's the biggest goal I've ever scored, though. Yeah, I was gonna ask you that. Goal. Yeah, I goal. like down down to nothing. We lose both games at home, go into yeah. pit. You you lose that game in pit to go down three nothing, it's over. Yeah, it's, right. it's probably over. Jagger, Kovalev, yeah, right. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, that was, a, that's the biggest one for sure. Yeah, that was that yeah. was exciting. It's fun to – we were talking, you know, obviously talked to you yesterday and just going back and look at some things, man, I'm like, gosh, man, like just some really cool moments for you <clears throat> yep. playing, you know, in yeah. the league. And it's, it's it impressive. Was, uh, and being, a, being a part of that uh, – the five overtime game. I know Riley and I were talking about that too. Yeah, that Insane. was, uh, you, you know, I look at member Dan McGillis on the score. Sheet, you know, he used to get the, the ice time and we're like, that guy played like over an hour. Like, I think it was like, like <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> like he doubled me up and I was gassed. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's no joke. He was a big man, but yeah, a lot, you know, that was a fun playoff to be a part of all that different stuff like yeah you know and then you get then you get into the next series and Lindros gets KO'd like another and and it's funny if you look at that video I'm right behind him kind of waiting for a drop pass I'm like oh my god yeah (laughs) is that guy okay I didn't think he was it was a a train like train wreck and you know what Scott Stevens like I, I saw his gear <clears throat> a few times his shoulders rouse were like those little bitty paper things thins. Before. I mean that was shoulder that was oh, basically so, a man's shoulder as a man's that's a man's shoulder right <laughs> I mean, and a man <laughs> a big man oh that's why it probably KO'd him too when yeah. you think about it yeah, yeah. I agree if I mean, he would have had a normal pair of shoulders on like it's not gonna it absorb it. some it's gonna it. hurt obviously but yeah I mean he he went to the ice and there was concern about the man's well-being that's for sure crowd you know how loud the philly fans are all of a sudden dead silence you know something's up yeah yeah it was it wasn't pretty that was nasty 
That was nasty. I'm glad he's doing well, though. You know, I just follow him on Twitter and a few things. I don't really get a chance to talk to him. But, you know, life's going good. Like, kids, wife, like, glad to see he's bounced back from, you know, those are some serious injuries. Yeah, for sure. Riley Riley just uh, was got to see him there and played played in an alumni game, like I mentioned yeah. before. How was he, Ralph? Good. He seems to be doing well. Yeah, yeah. he's it, – it, it, you know, asking, asking questions and, you know, I think everyone's always looking for a little help, you know, a little, little extra something, but, uh, he seems to be doing yeah. well. Yeah. 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 It was nice, nice to see him. I think he's doing some, some, some stuff with the flyers as an ambassador and you yeah. be a little more yeah, visible around the team and everything like that. So I think probably yeah. good for him. Yeah. You know, he's been yeah. Get him out and about and... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. If he remembers playing here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Man, did he get oh, man. killed. Yeah, that was oh that was rough looking. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, what a, that was what a, a player tough. though, guys. Oh man, right? Player. In his prime. Uh, I remember my, my first year at Delhi uh with the Flyers 2000 or uh what was it? Sorry, 2000. It was uh 94, 95. It was a half season, and when the guys came back, just watching him every day, a guy that size with hands, yeah. that soft. I mean, it was it just didn't make sense that you could have you could be that powerful, but you then yet make that such twitchy. a yeah. yeah twitchy too. I mean, yeah, I know. God, what was the I old used, practice ring? The uh, it was the, uh, the one right over here. Yeah, I know what you, I'm oh, trying to think of. The Coliseum? Coliseum? The Coliseum. Coliseum, yeah. yeah, sorry. I remember practice, him coming down on a long ice one-on-one against me. And I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> really? Like, what am I going to do here? Yeah, right. He he just takes his hand. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> you know, just a beast. Yeah. God. I mean, he. I don't know if you remember, Deli, when he hit that poor kid, and I don't remember his name, in Ottawa. When they had the glass that didn't, they they thought this was going to be a great idea where oh, the glass yeah, didn't yeah. give. Yeah, oh, so you talk about it, I think it's, I hate the guy. You got to give the D man credit. He went back. He knew the freight train was coming, <laughs> and he went back and got the puck. And Eric absolutely let the air out of him. And I thought the guy was dead. He laid there, and the kid after the game was kind of funny because they interviewed him. He did an interview, and his whole space. He goes, "Well, at least I have a costume for Halloween." So that's what yeah. he said. I'm like, I'm sure you could find it somewhere, but I mean, yeah, I right. I literally, I remember those. They Ottawa had that glass that didn't move at the time. I know, I'm sure they've changed it by now, but no, let's um, hope so. I don't even think it's yeah. allowed anymore. Yeah, no, it's not. It no, they changed it soon after that. It was yeah, the seamless was, uh, glass. Great idea. Yeah, yeah, real smart. Yeah. Hey, thanks for coming. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that I figured that. Game three OT winner might be one of yeah. your biggest highlights. Obviously, anytime you can score a game winner yeah. in the Stanley Cup know, playoffs. You, and I think back to even like with the Phantoms, uh, the game we beat St. Uh, John at home to win. I think it was, I think the score was two to one. And I scored the third goal in that game to go up three to one. Yeah. That was, that was a lot of fun too. Yeah. Like knowing that, you know, Litz was on fire too. Yes. You know, you go was. up 3-1, you're like, okay, we yep. I think we might have this now. Yeah. And then we ended up 
poking in a few more, which yeah, then, you know, it's, it's nice that when you're wrapping a series up and you're up a few goals, it happened with Riley too. In game four, we we were found a way a really good Chicago Wolves team. I mean, that team was, was stacked. How much time uh, was left on the clock when you rouse, when you knew you had it, we were up four or five, one and going into the third, I think rouse. No. Yeah. But you still, you just never know, right? You never still, know. Yeah. But once you, you know, it started getting down under 10 and it's 5-1, maybe it ended up being 6-2, I think. I can't remember the final. That that was the most goals scored in that, in that series because the, whole... the first two games were, first yeah. two were overtimes, right? Yeah, real tight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and um, I remember, you know, and Taron and Amaki, I think we won one game, one nothing, and then 2-1 in overtime. In Chicago. in Chicago, and then we came yeah. home and yeah. kind of gave him a bit of a beating in Game Three, and then Game Game Four was tight for a while, and then we we pulled away. But you're right, Delhi, and you know what was great about these Philadelphia fans in they your championship stop. game. That place was, they, dude. They, they were on stop. their feet the whole third period, and and oh, for yeah. Riley's game too, like we were in the center. Was that the spectrum, Riley? It was, no, it was the, the center. center. We played the playoff games because oh, there was that? no NHL, so we, uh, and it was sold out. Right. We, it was the biggest purse at that time. It could have been bigger in the in the past few years, but because of the sellouts in Chicago, in Philadelphia, oh, yeah. 20, 20 plus two, thousand, yeah. the purse was pretty damn good for an American League. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, championship. Summer. Yeah, it was, yeah. you know, that was nice because, you know, both both places were sold out. I mean, it, it was the best league, and we, we talked about that with Nate Thompson. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was the best league in the world that year. My opinion, by anyway. far, they sent everybody everywhere. Yeah, like I can remember even like look at the guys on your team that year: Richards, No, Carter. Yeah, yeah, um, we had a ton. Of, we had guys that they already came out playing. in playoffs. But yeah, we had. Yeah, they came at the yeah they came in the playoffs and and uh, yeah. I mean we just had a we had a really good team man. Yeah, yeah. But um, so you, you moved on to Nashville. Riles was going to ask you a couple things about about El Smashville. Yeah, well, no, outside of, I think, your two your two best seasons in the NHL in Nashville, yeah. you landed up playing with uh, Scott Hartnell and, and Kimo Timonen, who uh, obviously yeah. landed up, up coming to Philly yeah. later on in their career. But Hartsey, I played junior hockey with Hartsey, yeah. so he's, you know, a, a, a good buddy of mine. So I was just curious to, 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 to hear maybe a Hartnell story or two. I know he was real, real young at the time. He might have been, what, 18, well, yeah, 19. it was. It was actually, uh, yeah, it was surprising when he made the team, to be honest, because I, I think he was an eighteen-year-old. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, like, he wasn't a top ten pick, I don't believe. I could be wrong. He, I think he was. Uh, I think he was seventh overall, I believe. Was he not? Was he seventh? Yeah, he, yeah, he was a pretty high pick. Well, even back then, like none of those guys would ever make it. Yeah, it was, I agree. Like, maybe the maybe yeah, the that's first, true. maybe the second, maybe. And Hartsey just came in, as we all know, a ball of fire, <laughs> a ball of energy, and basically said, there's no way you can send me back to junior. Yeah. He would do anything. Sixth overall. Six, okay. But he would do he would do anything. Like you talk about blocking shots, fighting guys, the locker room. Like, how does a, that kid have that much of an impression on a locker room at 18 years old? Yeah, he certainly did. We we, that we was, missed that's impressive. That was him. Yeah, when he got traded uh, out of here, Delhi, yeah. uh, years back, that was the immediate thing. You you just missed him. You miss a guy yeah. like that. Like he's 
It's tough yeah. to replace guys like that. So I play with him as an 18 and 19 year old. Like I can't imagine when he was 25, like how much of a like presence he must have been. Just obviously he's a fun guy, like that yeah. side. But then there's the side when that puck drops, like he, he's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. gets wiry. For sure. For sure. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Yeah. He, he does get wiry. He was uh, a perfect combination of like that. The, the, the grit and the skill and that, you know, that power forward and, and the seriousness oh, yeah. and, and, the, and, you know, the guy that kept it loose, like, you know, he's kind of a balance of it all. He was, uh, you know, yeah. but the coming at 18, like you said, is, is tough to do because he, you have to be, you have to be some level of mature to, to step in and, and, and try and play that, a physical he brand. He wasn't that big. Yeah. He wasn't big. Like he was pretty skinny back then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, to, yeah. Like, I can sure. imagine when he was 18, God. Coming in at 18. Yeah. yeah, you know what a what a hockey career. Like, uh, not to say that I was surprised, but like just happy for him. I guess you'd say. Yeah, yeah. Like to see the longevity and you know just you know being in such an integral part of a team. Like he 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 filled it with with the best of them. Yeah, he was great here too. And then yeah, I'll talk they... like Kimo team and might give the best one time pass in hockey. Yeah, right. What a player, man. Oh my god. There's never never a time like on the power play. I'd just be sitting over there waiting. I'd be like, okay, here it comes. Yep, sure (laughs) enough. Right in the wheelhouse. Right in the wheelhouse. Yeah. Okay, have at her. You know, (laughs) rebound comes out, give it to chemo, back over. Okay, let her go again. What a player, man. Such composure too, eh? He used to get mad at me sometimes, eh? Woody, Woody. Yeah, he's like, Are you ever gonna like pass one of these back to me? (laughs) Come on. That sounds like something I would say. You know, I'm like, like, I I don't know. Like, I I thought I was supposed to shoot them all. He goes, next time, just fake (laughs) it and give it back to me. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yes, sir. That's awesome. Great human being as well. Yeah. You know, what impressed me most about chemo is how how even keel he was able to keep himself throughout the game, you know, like things get great or bad or in, in between he was just kind of like the same and you carry the puck up you think his heart rate was at you know a relaxed 65 beats per minute like you know nothing, yeah, nothing ever phased him it seemed like nothing. that's what it appeared like oh, i don't know, I know. If that you was could, it, yeah. yeah he could be yeah i agree him and zuboff those two guys somebody's coming at him on a four check they're like okay here he comes like okay whatever <laughs> gone yeah yeah yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was – you want to know what? I was happy for him when he got out of Nashville. Obviously, we didn't win a lot of games there. And, you know, when he got a chance to go and, you know, obviously he won the Cup with Chicago, but got the chance to, you know, come to you guys and just, you know, win a lot of hockey games was was great for him. Yeah, it was awesome, man. That When Homer made those moves and brought him, Kimo and Hartsey in and, and some other guys as well, like it just – Chemo, especially, it just turned it turned things around. Um, yeah. He was just such a just a total hockey player, and he, he did everything the right way. A good pro, and he was good in the locker room. He talked when he had to, didn't talk too much, but if he did, everyone perked yeah, up. Well, he didn't. He, we didn't talk much in Nashville because we were just every after every first period, we were down three nothing. Like, what do you what do you, <laughs> what do you say? say? Yeah, <laughs> like everybody's tapped out. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, like that's tough. 
it was it was a battle there. That's what I will say. It wasn't. I I had good years, but it wasn't as fulfilling. That's for sure. Like right. What did did you uh, what did you take away from um, Trotzy there? Because Barry Trotz, I've met him a few times, and from from my experiences, like what a what a nice man, and uh, always went out of his way to say hello. But he lasts. He he coached there a long time, man. No, uh, he's he's. He's one of the best coaches of all time, in my opinion. If if you look at it, he he kind of started that new players coach. I would say he was one of yeah. the first guys to kind of not come in kicking and screaming and just kind of be like, okay, well, these these are adjustments, and you know we got to maybe skate harder. It wasn't like he never really went nuts. Like yeah. a couple times a year, it wasn't much. You know, he just was the the first guy for me, kind of was the players coach. Um, That's interesting. You know, e- even in meetings, like, uh, you know, even on a, if you've been showing you negative clips that are teaching clips, we have to call them now. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we have us in for teaching clips and somehow you walked out of that, that meeting and you, you felt okay. Yeah. You weren't like right. down on yourself. You weren't like, Oh, I can't play anymore. I'm shit. Or, you know, he, he made a way to make you go, okay, well, seems to make sense, you know? Right. Yeah. You know, I find interesting is like, you know, like what we call a player's coach is like, you know, this new age philosophy around just really communication, right? But it, it, well, it just <laughs> seems so, it, it seems it so, with. yeah, right? It just seems so like interesting that like, were we that disconnected to communication like before that? Like we couldn't have had more you know, just better communicators or better teachers? Like, you know, you know, why does it seem so like foreign to have a coach that is a better communicator? And now it's like, you, you couldn't find one that's a bad communicator, right? I mean, because that's like you probably remember, the most important there ingredient. Coaches, there are some coaches for you, I would imagine, that you'd walk by them in a hallway in the, in the hotel and they might not even say hi to you. Yeah, 100%. Itch. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? Like, Messed up, yeah. isn't it? it's it's crazy to think that that wasn't that long ago no i know yeah it's it's true true. and and i think some of it is like it was almost like intentionally designed as like as as a way to to play psychological warfare with your players too right i mean it was Mm -hmm. that's the way they were taught and it was that's the way they're teaching you know it's just like you know don't bother me i'll bother you when i need to talk to you and you know if you don't hear from me it's probably good news type of deal which yeah, is, that's true. It's kind of messed Very up, true. but <laughs> Very messed up. We think how many, yeah, how much opportunity they missed on actually coaching the game or teaching the teaching the whether it's the game on the ice or the game of life off the ice. You know, like there's so much there the that was missed by playing that, that way. They, the the relationships they they missed on. Right. Yeah. True. By not by not talking to people like, yeah. man, like some of our players like that I've coached over the last seven years or eight years. I, I'm, I'm on hockey DB once a week, checking where they're at. What are they doing? Like, because you actually, it, it, I want to, I want to see how they're doing. Right. You know? Yeah, for sure. And where do you, where, where, you said like trots kind of comes in and maybe paves the way as that quote unquote uh, players coach, but like, 
you know, I was in coaching for you know seven years with the fans and stuff. And, and, you know, I worked with Terry Murray and John Paddock and some old school guys where you get like this hybrid of like, you know, Murph, you know, it's probably one of those guys that, you know, it sounded like he didn't really talk to his players a whole lot. And, you know, and then the assistant coaches being the guys a little more, you know, out there communicating, like, um, like, where where did you notice that 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 real shift in in that philosophy in coaching where if it was Barry you know the way he communicated and just talked to your players like was that was that really when you sensed the the the, the direction of coaching changing was it was with Barry I I, I wish I I wish I would have known earlier to be honest so right. I ended up getting traded from uh, Nashville to Buffalo um, and I and I. I know Lindy Ruff has changed since then. Like, obviously he has, or he wouldn't be where he is today, right? But right. at the time, Lindy was a pretty nail gun. Like, he was not messing around. So I'd gone from Barry to Lindy, and then, like, I had arguably the last, the worst year of hockey in my life when I just went from one to the other. And maybe that's kind of when I realized how great Barry was. And it has right. nothing to do with, with Lindy. It's not that Lindy was a bad person or right. or whatever. It's just that, that different philosophy on, on coaching and teaching, right? So after I'd gotten traded and then after that, I was in the minors and the lockout, never really made it back to the NHL again. I kind of said, man, like Barry, that's when I kind of realized that Barry was the guy that just gets the best out of his guys in, in a different, calmer simpler way well creating a comfortable environment for his players right i mean there's nothing worse than going to the rink and feel like you're walking on eggshells because you, you don't want the coach to you don't want to piss him off by the way you're moving around the, the, the rink or whatever you know what i mean so it must be just a looser more confident feel to the locker room which i think is what every hockey player yeah. wants is go to the rink and feel like comfortable you know then being around the players and coaching staff you know, the, the one thing I've learned in coaching and I've actually, it's, it's somebody that told me is you got to remove the fear. Like there's no more fear. Right. hundred percent. Like, like you don't want to fear if you make a mistake, you're not going to play in the third. You don't want to fear just getting rid of all that fear out of the game is going to let guys just get better. Now, I, I guess that's the difference, you know, yeah, 100%. what I think, I guess. No, that's yeah, that's well said because point. that was that was the whole the whole shtick on the old school way of coaching was was you could fear you fear the shit out of these guys like send them down you know we'll, we'll put fear in you if you don't play we'll send you down after the game this and that well you know we'll you scare don't you get to a this puck out or, on you know. the wall how about if you don't get a puck out on the wall <laughs> yeah exactly I know okay yeah grab a grab a piece of pine there bud <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and you, and you just know you're not playing you're like okay. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Sit here, get my pom poms out, yep. talk to D nasty, see what's going on. Yep. Loosen the <laughs> right. skates up. I've seen guys loosen their skates up. They're like, I'm not going back out. <laughs> yeah, you know. Fuck? I hope you're I hope you're right. Cause if you gotta oh, jump, you in, you, in, you in trouble. <laughs> yeah. But that's how much fear there was. You just actually knew you weren't playing again. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. That's true. And no, know, nobody would even come down it. and say, hey, you're done for the night. It was like, you just knew. You just knew, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. just knew. Oh, yeah. man. And would you say your philosophy, like, overall, like, towards 
the game of hockey, obviously like the attitude, the work and the fun and all that stuff. Do you think your philosophy is the same now as it was when you first got into say, just even to, in hockey in general, junior hockey and pro hockey? Has it evolved? Yeah, I, I think it's evolved. Like obviously with the speed, yeah. you know, you get to the new sticks, you get to all that. That Besides that, and, and, and D nasty will attest, like I was a guy that just loved coming to the rink. Um, you know, I can remember, you know, Nasty and, you know, the late cat Felix coming in and kicking us off the ice. Yeah. Like that's just what we did. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's what I try and install in our guys is, you know, enjoy it. You don't know when it's going to stop. This game is fun. Like, just remember, like, you know, it's a game and it's fun. And it's funny. I had a kid the other day, young 16 year old D man, uh, six, seven. 200 pounds looks like it looks like a young pronger but guess what he's like bambi on ice right now and i feel bad like he's just it's a tough go right now and i'm like listen man relax you're 16 like things are gonna get better like you know like it's it's not uh i just wish people would still realize that we're all here having fun yeah you know energy having fun and you know, do, do I get mad when we lose? No, I get mad when we don't play well. Like, right. it's yeah. not about, yeah, like, you played some great games and you lost and you're like, no, but I had a great game. You know, but you lose. It's when you have a bad game, you don't produce, you don't, you know, help the team. That's when it's a bad game to me. That's when you're mad. You know, and that's not being selfish that by any means. Like, that is just... The, the fact that, especially as coaches, when we do everything we can, we play good and we lose. How can I be mad? Right. right. No, hundred percent. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. Obviously, if we don't do what we're supposed to do, and there's no effort, and um, you know, we lose on a face-off detail, we don't take our guy on a face-off. Let's pull my hair out. Like that's what <laughs> right. makes me mad. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Paying attention not, to detail. Yeah. Like. We talk about it every time. Okay, it's man on man off the face off. I say if your guy goes eats popcorn in the fifth row, you go eat popcorn in the fourth row. Like with <laughs> yeah. him. Like yeah. the, you know what I mean? You're obviously yeah. on the D side of the puck. Like it's it's just those small things that I guess would fire you up. But you know, we just want to have fun, right? Nasty. That's and, right. You know, I'm, I'm glad you guys are still doing this because you guys obviously are having fun at it. And you know, it's it's hockey's fun. It is, man. It is. I, I, I met those are the, it is what I miss being around. It's people always ask me, you, you miss it. I'm like, now that I've had, it's almost been two years where I was, I can't even believe I it's been two years, but, uh, I miss, I'm fortunate, I guess, because I, I'm still involved. I get to hang, I see the guys, I, you know, I do yeah. things with the boys and, and that's really in the end, Deli. like we always talk about this, like, what are you going to miss most miss sitting there having coffee and laughing and telling the stories from the night before. And that's what I yeah. tell people. I miss the boys coming in in the morning, having their sitting coffee, the everybody sitting yeah. around, yeah, yeah, sitting around the room. Just Rouse always jokes around says, I think I spent more time in, in nasty's office than I did anywhere else. But well, I think um, we all did. We were just what we did. Yeah. yeah right. That's what we did. <laughs> and you know, and you know, uh, Delhi, Sean Podine, believe it or not, uh, American, first tipped me off on the Tragically Hip, but then Dally taught me 
about the tragic oh, yeah. hip. We and that's when I wrote a big yeah, intro. And we, yeah. And, uh, I don't know why that just popped in my, it popped in my head. Cause you guys used to come sit in the back of my area at Hollydale yeah, yeah. there. And we would have that. Yeah, yeah. We would always have music going, but those are the things I miss. And, and you're right, Deli, you never know when it's going to be done. And, and no. you know, you got to have fun and enjoy it. And, no, it's you know, the reasons I'm still coaching is because I can't let it go. Right. Like, to be honest, like, I would love to try something different, you know, see what's going on in the world and maybe, I don't know, pick anything. I don't, it doesn't matter, but I just, I love the game still and I, I don't want to leave it. I know it's not at the same capacity browse as me and me and you talked about. It's not the same feeling. It's not that, you know, the energy of the building. I don't feel that the same anymore, but no. I'm still, I'm still having fun with hockey. Yeah. Well, like that's, that's the most the important thing. part, right? Yeah, exactly. And if you're having fun, you may as well stick with it. And I think that's the ingredient yeah. that most people don't have in what they do for a living is, is, is that element of having me. fun. It's not work. But then, then you're, right. you're where you need to be. I mean, I think yeah, at least for now, right? Yeah. Until you legacy, until you lose that feeling, whether you're a player or a coach, yeah. ride it. Yeah. And if, I, and if I don't realize it, somebody needs to tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Like somebody just say, "Hey, you, you look grumpy, man. You mean like you got to stop? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Change career path. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's uh, you know that's that, that's that's nice to hear because I think you know I, I think when you're a player and you and you transition, I think a lot of guys struggle with finding that that fun that you know that the thing they love to do, and if they can't find a hockey job, it's hard to find somewhere else. A lot of these guys, so. Um, like I said, it's hard. Like, I agree. And yeah. people go through some tough times. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I don't know how you were when you transitioned, like, like, was it hard for you? Yeah. You know what? Yes. And no, there was an element of my retirement that kind of was an, uh, um, a, say a pre-planned exit strategy where I could kind of focus on myself and, and you know what I mean? As a human being and not be so yep. pressured into the fight and this, this dream uh -huh. that I was supposed to create. Um, yep. So there was an element of like uh, a cushion almost, if you will, of, of like, Oh, okay. You know, I'm, I'm still in the game, but I'm not, I don't have to fight and, you know, do this and this type of thing anymore. So there was a sense of relief almost. Yeah. Um, but you yeah. know, I think getting into coaching certainly helped with that transition. H had I not got into it and it abruptly ended like kind of the way it did, I don't know how it would have played out. So I had, you know, yeah. I, I had a bit of a cushion. I kind of had, um, you know, a support system. Um, but it, I also was able to preserve my mental wellness because I, I think that's what was chewing me up was just that ramping up the yeah. fight all the time. It was the chronic state of anxiety. It was, it was getting old, you know what I mean? So I needed to address yeah. it. So it's, it served a couple different yeah. purposes. So I was just, I was just fortunate enough to have the opportunity. I did Shell Samuelson's house burnt down the, 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 that, 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 that summer and Homer called me up and, and offered me the job. I turned my, you know, my last year of my contract with the flyers into a coaching deal. Yeah. So the stars kind of aligned, you know, in, in a way that was almost like, geez, Riles, I mean, you got to take this and yeah. move on with your life. So a little bit more of a well, unique, good on you, you. Good on you for, for realizing your mental state and you were sick of <laughs> tricking yourself 
yeah know, to, to fight pretty like, much right exactly what was yeah going on. like so you know good for you and you're you're better off now that's for sure right 100 percent. yeah you know I, I you learn a lot about yourself obviously and and you're forced to because you know what you realize when you're playing pro sports uh, pretty much any level you're living in a bubble right there you know you're you're yep. given a, a schedule, you know, a yearly, seasonally schedule, a weekly schedule, a daily schedule, what to wear for this trip, for this trip. Like it's everything is so it's structured and yeah, and so much discipline. Yep. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, where can you, where can you focus that type of discipline in, 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 in a yeah. productive way and get, get some, you know, get something out of it. So I think that's where guys struggle. Like how can I direct my energy somewhere? You. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, I agree. The timing, the the, you know, nasty. If we're late, like, I know you'd cover for it sometimes, but like, yeah, people would go haywire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, always try to get the underwear out outside of the room there, so you guy could throw it on and be like, oh shoot. Uh, then I, oh, I was just talking to nasty. Yeah, yeah. Why just, is why just is riding your, a bike? Why something. Is, why is your suit in his room? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't hide that one. <laughs> oh, that's oh, great. That's great. So what's your feelings on the Flyers this year, guys? Well, they've turned it around lately. They they made the coaching changes, you know, Delhi. Um yeah, yeah. you hate to see a guy lose it lose her job, but I mean it, it kind of had to happen. Just things just weren't um just, they just they they kind of started going the way they were last year, and it was a really tough year for those guys. Yeah. Um, and uh, Mike Yo stepped in. He's a familiar voice, but a new voice as a head coach. Um, yeah. And the guys really like him, and and they've done well. You know, the first I think he, they lost the first two games, Regs, but it, they didn't even get a practice. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Then once they got a couple days in, they they've gone on a, a nice little run here, where I think they've only. They may have lost two overtime games, but only one regulation loss in their last what rouse eight, maybe nine, something like that. It's uh they've turned it around and uh they just got some news today that uh, this COVID thing, like we talked about, uh like yeah, Ivan Provorov. I was texting with him earlier. He tested positive, he has zero symptoms, he's losing yeah. his mind. The kids hasn't missed a, a national hockey league game since he's been yeah, that's, that's and so it's gonna cost him tonight. Yeah. Um yeah. Claude Giroux as well. They just pulled three guys off the list, and then now they're putting these two on. So, um, but they've been, they've buddy, been playing uh, well. How's my good buddy Ryan Ellis fitting in? Well, it would. Be, I'd love to tell you, but he's played four games. That's it, eh? I didn't know he's, that. Yeah, he's played four games. Um, yeah, I think uh, Mike Yo made a comment yesterday or the day before I, that he's. That's what I saw. That he's not that's making any 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 improvement. On, yeah, he hasn't on, had on any. Uh, he came off the the COVID protocol, but he hasn't made any improvement on uh, on his rehab. So I don't know what that means. It doesn't sound good, obviously. So no, it doesn't. Such yeah, a that's, shame. That's the article that I was reading, and I was like kind of confused. I hadn't been paying attention or something, and I read that remark, and I was like, hmm, "Yeah, what's going on? someone." Yeah. It's funny you say that, Deli, because someone read that and asked me yesterday. It was someone that came into my shop, and they were like. The, is the coach saying he's not playing well? I'm like, 
No, he's not playing. <laughs> he's hurt. I got that's what I yeah. got out of it. I was like, yeah, so I could see how you got that if 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 you're not like you know, obviously you're not watching every single thing the Flyers are doing. But uh yeah. the four games he played, he was great. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> him and Provorov had yeah. an unbelievable like they were hurt, yeah, matched they, up good. Yeah, they just they fit right away and and um it was really what I think that team needs. And if if he doesn't get any better. I think you got to do something. You got to maybe, you got to yeah. kind of maybe make a deal. You don't want to get rid of anything, but they're starting to play better. But I, I feel like you need someone to play with him. And it's nothing against anyone else, Deli, no, on their no, team. No. Uh, no. I like all their guys. He's playing with Justin Braun, and Brauner's played really well this year. But yeah. I think you need a, a real number one or number two. I think Provy's a number one, so a number I think two to play with too. him. I really, I really enjoy watching that guy play the game. Yeah. And yeah, I, I feel, watch, that's for sure. I feel so sorry for him because, you know, he's played every single game since he came into the league and he's going to have to miss tonight. So, well, you want to watch, they should almost like strike this one off the record. Like, yeah, I agree. Injury, right? Like, like, yeah. You know, I got a, the late Greg Johnson in Nashville. He was the, uh, remember the lefty Greg Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. He was the, uh, he was the leader going in that year, hadn't missed a game in like 600 or something, and he got hurt. <clears throat> so last game of the year, we basically dropped him off at the faceoff dot, and he made his way to the bench with a torn knee. Come on. So he, so he got it. That's Barry Trotsway right there, guys. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Like That's what that's what a guy does. Yeah. He could wow. barely get out. I mean, no, no warm-up. He didn't even go out for warm-up. We just got him out there. Left winger turned around, came back. Okay, see you later. Wow, that's Crazy. amazing. Yeah, you know, and that's why these that COVID stuff shouldn't even count. I agree. Yeah, it's it's a shame. I, I tell you what, I don't know if you if you've kept up, but Keith Yandel's here in Philadelphia, and uh, probably not going the way he wants it to go right now, point wise. Anyways, hasn't had a great year, but he's got the Ironman streak. Oh, and I, I don't, he hasn't gotten it yet, and I definitely knock wood for him. I don't want to jinx him, but God, it's only a matter of time the way it's going with everyone testing positive. Um, but uh, hopefully this shit yeah, clears up soon. That'd be that'd be a shitty way to end that streak because oh, no what's kidding. he at now? How many games, guys? Eight, nine? Oh, what is it, Rig? You know your statistician. Uh, I, I thought I thought I thought it was in the in the nine in the nines. Nine, yeah, it's in the nine. Like yeah. nine, seven, nine something, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, nine yeah, something. It's a it's a lot. And what's it's Doug insane. Jarvis at? What's that? What was Doug, Doug Jarvis? I'm was he the sure. guy? He's isn't he the leader still? I'm not even he sure. I, I thought yeah, I thought Yandel had passed it. No, he may have. I've. I don't know. I, don't I just never it. heard of such a thing. It's just incredible. It's it's, it's yeah, nine hundred in a row. It's, I don't know if it's, it's like nine hundred total. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Yeah, it's, Jarvis, it's hard to Jarvis had uh, nine hundred sixty-four straight games. So, oh yeah, so, yeah. So where's uh, where's nine hundred sixty-four? What's Did that? Pass him yet? I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah, I, I, I could have sworn he was in nine seventy. Yeah, I I think I I did too. Honestly. Did he pass him last year? I, I must be losing it, boy. Oh yeah, he's nine hundred twenty-two. Oh okay. Oh wait, he sits. Which sits at? Oh wait, wait, he's the yeah, he's the proud. He's proud of the streak. Yeah. 
Doug Jarvis. Yep. So did Yandel pass him yet? Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, it's what it says. 43 <laughs> sh- oh, no, it says 43 short. How's that? Yeah, he's 43 short of Doug Jarvis. Oh, okay. That was, that. Uh, yeah, right. so he's he's almost there. He doesn't there. have the record yet. No, he doesn't have it yet. So he, he's he's close. I wonder, he just goes right home, eh, boys? He doesn't even smell it. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. <Mask> gone. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right home for that cat. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Yans, you want to go for a quick one? Nope. Better not. <laughs> I think I'll stay in my room all weekend. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Room service on the road, Yans? <laughs> uh, I think they're making them anyway right now. I don't oh, think they're, they're allowing them out anyway oh, anymore. Yeah, right. Oh, that's crazy. Jeez, that is nuts, man. Basky, I was telling before we started, I was uh, <clears throat> I was talking to Coach about uh, Delaware and uh, how I had been there because of Mark Eaton. Yeah, Eats, yeah, 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 yeah. He's from there, and, and he didn't know he was from there. Oh, okay. Yeah, he is from there. Yeah, I knew yeah. that. I had no yeah, idea. Eats, Eats yeah. got himself a cup. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yep. I seen him actually in Traverse City up at that uh, rookie tournament. He still looks exactly the same. Does he really? Crazy. Just still golfing. Bone... Good yeah, golfer golfing. still. Yeah, bone rack. Just a little rig. Hasn't put on. I think he's lost weight. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Riggs. Riggs weighed two twenty four when he played. He's about a buck eighty, soaking wet now. Riley. <laughs> he's all vegan dude. He's got it all go figured out. Oh my god, it drives me <laughs> nuts. Eat a burger for God's sakes, Riley. <laughs> Just won't do it. Well, I'll do it now. But, oh man, Deli, thank you so much for your time, bro. Yeah, thanks, uh, you guys. Thanks for yeah, miss, miss you. Again. Yeah, man, miss you so much. And hopefully, we can catch up on all this shit. Settles down, yeah, man. Sure. Um, I'd best love to of make luck. my way back there, bring my family down, and that would be awesome. You know, hit a beach up, maybe something down there. Here, grab a cheese. I haven't had a good cheesesteak in 20 years for Pete's sake. Neither is Riley. That's what I'm in 10 Yeah, true. 10. <laughs> oh, for well, sure. Thanks man. for having me on, guys. Much yeah. appreciated. And you guys are doing great and awesome. Awesome to see you guys doing this. Lots Thank- of fun. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Deli. Miss you, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Okay, appreciate much it. appreciated, guys. Okay, bro. All right. See, ya. See you later. Hey, buddy. I want to say a quick thank you to our friends at Mike OT, the unique living mycelium beverage. Drink MikeOT.com, 12 different varieties of, of mushroom varieties. Um, check them out. An amazing beverage. Uh, amazing energy behind it. Um, there's no words to really describe it besides give it a try. Hockey Outlaws, free shipping at drinkmikeot.com. And a huge thank you to Andy Delmore for hopping on episode 56. What a beauty. Oh, such a beauty. Such a good guy, man. Miss that dude. It's funny how the years go by so quickly and you just don't even realize how long it's been. I haven't seen him in fuck, I haven't seen him probably since his last year in the American league um, when he was playing before he went overseas for a while, but uh, he was a hell of a player, man. And pretty damn good story, not being drafted. And um, 
not really sure why uh, we didn't really get into it. Not really sure why he couldn't make his way back into the NHL because fuck, he could skate, shoot the puck, you know. But yeah, either way, like he said, one game would have made his life. You know, he was 100%. happy with that, and he got a lot more than that, and uh, had some pretty cool uh, moments in his hockey career. You know, he scored an overtime goal and in a crazy series. I remember going to the games that were at home. Um, I was with the Phantoms, but, you know, I would come in and help out because of the extra guys. And he um, <laughs> buries three there at home. It was amazing. <laughs> right. I mean, what, a what, a, what a day. What a, I mean, can't, just can't even imagine doing that. But uh, yeah. like he said, scoring that overtime goal was probably his favorite moment, For which sure. is understandable. Yeah. And, you know, to your point about, you know, wh- why – did he never really come back to North America and, 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 and play more? You know, I think I've seen this when I was coaching the Phantoms is like you, you have older veteran defensemen and, you know, he, he was signing one-year deals at the time. I think Columbus and, and wherever else yeah. he'd say Chicago maybe or wherever else he had signed. Um, so teams are looking for some sort of depth and leadership. And yeah. I, I think a lot of the times they're not expecting these guys to actually be there full time. It's, you know, again, a, a depth guy that's a veteran that's going to go down in the minors and be a good guy and a good leader and, and whatnot. Yeah. You know, the t- when you're it's kind of towards not towards the end of your career, but, you know, you know, you're kind of an older guy because you know how it, get, how it is every year. You got new draft picks coming and new draft yep. picks. And they're all excited about the young and up and comers. And, you know, so you got, but you got to have your pieces. You got to have your veteran guys. And he landed up being one of those guys, whether he's kind of like a John Slaney or Danny Savret, or, you know, there's a bunch of guys that we've, we've known that have kind of fallen into those, those grooves and there's nothing wrong with them, but uh, NHL is an ultra competitive league and they're generally going younger and younger. So I think he's just a victim of being an older veteran guy and, and then, yeah. you know, not getting the opportunities that young guys get, but that's just the nature of the beast. Uh, I don't think he had any complaints about it. He, once he recognized no. that that might be, you know, the, the way it's going for the next couple of years, he, you know, he went back over to, to Europe and played, I think three or four more years in what Italy, yeah. Germany, wherever else he, he landed up playing, having some fun. Austria. Some, yeah, Austria. Yeah, collecting some. Did you put a shrimp on the barbie there? <laughs> oh, that's Australia. Oh, Australia. Yeah. Way <laughs> off, Nest. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, but, uh, but nonetheless. Watch Dukes uh, of Hazard. Yeah. Yeah. And he had an amazing career. You know, he, he had an amazing career for not being drafted and and coming into an organization um, and winning a Calder Cup, starting off his pro career the right way. And, yeah finding success man so you know he's got the right attitude I, I i love his attitude hasn't seemed to hasn't deviated away from his philosophy a whole lot old school guy been around right. some old school hockey but uh you know the, I, the, the I, core I, pieces I, are still there exactly i loved when <clears throat> you brought up you know uh um uh, well we brought up a uh are you a player friendly coach and he's, i loved his answer you have to be now you have to be <laughs> And you do, I guess. I mean, I guess you really do. I mean, the I, when we were talking to him, the only thing I could think was Daryl Sutter still in the league. Um, I'm not around Daryl Sutter, but he is kind of a hard ass. Um, I don't think he's probably as bad as he used to be, but I know John Tortorella, 
people like to say he's a hard ass. He's a hard ass, but he just wants you to play hard. Yeah. And he's just tells you, he tells you the truth, the hard truth sometimes that you don't want to hear. No one wants to hear it. Um, but nothing but, wrong you with know, that. Michael, Michael Delzato had him in New York and he said it was night and day when he was in Columbus last year. Um, he said Torts had really stepped back from, you know, being as, I don't know if hard. Yeah. Like just being but, on your back the whole time. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, you I have to evolve, about, right? You have yeah, to, right. to and be around in NHL these days. Like if you're an old school yep. guy, you had to have at least change your, your perspective and philosophy a little bit, you know, you know, not a fully, but there's no other way to yeah. survive in this league. You know, you couldn't yeah, be like the and, way you were before. And, you know, like, I know we've talked about torts a, a lot of times on here because we've had players that played with him, but <clears throat> I, I've told you before, he, he couldn't be a better human. Yeah. And, and you know, he's got that. his, he's got his hat on when he's coaching and he's hard on you, but he's that guy that grabs you after him and be like, Hey man, you know, why I'm so hard on you. I just want you to get better. Like Deli said, he's gives guys teach the teaching videos instead yeah, of like, right, what yeah, you yeah. did wrong. Yeah. But they would, you know, I loved when he also said, you know, I care about these guys. I want them to become better. I want them to be better people. Yeah. And that, you know, that stems back, like he said, coming into the league and, and being with John Stevens, who's an amazing person on and off the ice. Um, and you, Luke Richardson couldn't yeah. ask for better. Yeah. Right. Uh, super high character to be around and, and, and to learn from, right. and that's super important. And I think uh, obviously we're not there with Delhi while he's coaching, but you can just kind of tell he he gets it, and um, uh, you know, hope, I'm sure he's going to do a good job and hopefully move on to wherever he wants to. Maybe he wants to stay there teaching kids. Who knows? But uh, seems to be doing a good job, and um, he's just a, he's a great guy. I loved him as a player. He was always fun, funny kid, man, real witty um dry sense of humor yeah he does yeah he, yeah he was he was a fun he was a fun guy to have around for sure and he was a yeah. good player man he oh yeah absolutely player. and I, I, he still got the right attitude like we we, we 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 asked him about you know having fun and you know he's still having fun he enjoys going yeah. to the rink so to me it's like if you're having fun and enjoying what you do like keep keep doing it right i mean he's in his hometown you know he's he's playing or he's part of a game he loves and teaching young players how to be professional hockey players, essentially. Like, I mean, ride the wave, you know, until you yeah, don't man. love it anymore. I mean, then maybe yeah, you have to reconfigure, yeah. but I mean, it seems like he's got it uh, going on being in your hometown and, and being a part of uh, something you love. So we wish him the best. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to see sure. him. Great, got the right attitude. Great catching up. Yeah, absolutely. Great catching up with him, man. It's a shame we have to catch up to people. You know, you just lose track, man, time. And yeah, everybody's got families. And But it's just great to see him. Um, he We text for a while after last night. And he said, hopefully they get things cleaned up in Canada there where he can actually do something. You know, he's yeah, like, okay. he wants to, he'd like to bring his family down here and kind of show him around, you know, where he started and all that stuff. So that'd be cool yeah. if he could bring him yeah. into the studio. Yeah, no kidding. Have a little sit down. Delhi 2.0 teaching lesson. Teaching yeah. lesson. Well, teaching he lesson. Gives us a teaching lesson. <laughs> exactly. Well, appreciate uh, Andy hopping on. Yeah. To wrap episode fifty-six in the books, Nast. 
in the books, baby. And next week, you know who we got coming on. Who we got next? We got the assistant coach from the St. Louis Blues, Jim Montgomery, who played here in Philly, played in a lot of places, actually. Hell of a player. Played in Maine with Paul Correa, uh, national championship. Played with Mac. This guy's got stories after stories. He was a teammate of Andy Delmore. Yeah. Um, just a great guy. Can't wait to have him on. Funny. One of the funniest players I ever had, man. Just, awesome. just a We're great looking guy. looking forward to that one. Yeah. Sweet. Well, until then, check us in next week. Episode 57. Until then, knuckleheads, stay safe. Have some fun. See you, knuckleheads. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 